welcome to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Kim. I'm Christine. We are super excited to be here. We are. It is, wow, it's been a whirlwind. There's been a lot that's happened in the past month. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's been a month. Seems like we're just sitting here. Does it? Having these no. conversations. Oh my yes. gosh, I feel like we haven't podcasted in two months. It's true. I feel the same. I do not. Oh my weird. gosh. We're operating on a different timeline. I, I was talking to somebody today and... And I was like, when was it that we went up to Kansas City? He was like, I think that was back in May. I was like, gosh, that feels like last year. May does. It was last school year, kind of. Kind of. If they had had school last <laughs> May. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways, we're here. We are. This is your monthly Kingdom Builders podcast episode. And if wow. you are a Kingdom Builder, then you get to join us on the show and so we have a couple of awesome people on the podcast here with us today. Chris, you want to introduce them? Sure. Or they could introduce themselves. Um, how about the male who is joining us right now? Why don't you introduce yourself? The one male. The one male. Hello, everyone. I'm Josh from Wichita. Hey, Josh. And there's a female. <laughs> Introduce yourself, goofball. <laughs> Say hello. You're on the podcast. She doesn't know hello. what's going on. Oh, there she goes. There you are. Tell them who you are and where you're coming from. Linda Penn, Wichita, Kansas. Ooh, Wichita is representing today. Woo-hoo. We sure are. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, it's good to be here. True. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments of our show what's that called it's time for the shout out shout out (laughs) kim are you gonna do it i am this month we have a new kingdom builder i say we have a new kingdom builder it's a couple who is near and dear to our hearts so joseph and judy welcome aboard welcome Welcome to kingdom builders oh joseph (laughs) yeah that's what the lord told me to call him so i will call him that that's right it's good stuff Mm mm-hmm Christine, you want to tell us about what happens when you're a kingdom builder? Well, there are lots of things that happen when you get on the podcast. Woot, woot. No matter how much you give on patreon.com slash kingdom builders, um, you always get on the podcast that goes out to the entire world, but you have opportunities to chime in and ask questions or give your feedback or whatever it is to join in our conversation. So that's pretty cool. We um, also send out resources when we get new resources, which we haven't done in a while. True. But we probably will be having them very soon. We do have new resources. We do. Because we just had a conference. Well, that's true. And a certain tier of... Tier two uh gets um, into all of our conferences for free on the live stream and gets recordings of every conference that's ever been. That's right. Past and present. So that's fun. And so our... Our media page is growing. Yeah. So there now there are now eight sessions from past conferences that nice. our patrons that are tier two and up can go check out. Cool. And some of that content's fresh from Refresh. Yeah, we just had Refresh this last weekend and it was refreshing. Bomb. Yep. <laughs> refreshing. That's a nice generic way of putting it. Yeah, and then we also have Tier 3 where people um, get amazing one-on-one private appointments with Kim and me. One a month. It is fun, and it's for an hour, which is quite a bit of time. Yep. 
It's pretty great. We have built great relationships with our kingdom builders. It's true. The coolest thing is, I think, is that it's an ongoing relationship. It's not just something that is, yeah, we might meet once a month on Zoom, but we can go, oh my goodness, this person is gifted in this. Let's do this together when something comes up. And that's what Kingdom Builders is really about, is about building the kingdom of God together and not just supporting some other people who do it. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say that is the other benefit of being a kingdom builder is you get to build the kingdom of God. <laughs> Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Truth. Builders. There you go. Okie doke. And now, <laughs> time for the main segment of our podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? Separation theology. Separation theology. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I was going to say that's something that I've heard you speak about, but I haven't really heard anybody else talk about this. And so it's something that you've recognized that people are saying or doing within Christianity, within their faith, their walk, and you've you've termed it separation theology. So there's it's not a good theology. No, and I would I would say no one probably would say they ascribe to this theology. Oh. But people function in this theology correct. all the time. Yeah. Mm. They um, don't even know they're in the box, but they are. Correct. I what think would, that that's true. What, what would box? you even consider to be separation anxiety? Not anxiety. Theology. <laughs> <laughs> separation anxiety. Welcome to the Psychology Today podcast. Although, if you're functioning in separation theology, you, you probably might have, have separation, separation anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> It's a telltale sign. It's true. (laughs) Collateral collateral damage. Separation theology basically is, um, uh, well, first of all, theology in itself is some sort of um, ideology about God. Okay, like Theos, right? And so we know that this idea about God is that we are separated from him. So a lot of people pray as if they're separated from him. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I talk about praying from this side of the veil or from the heavenly realms on the other side of the veil, right? Mm -hmm. So we are separated from God and we're going, dear God, I hope you might hear a person like me somewhere where you are far, far away. That's separation theology. A lot of times we function in separation theology by um, how we live and we will live outside of the spirit instead of letting the spirit intertwine with us and really be in us with us around us Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times we think of stepping in and stepping out stepping in and stepping out which Uh, is separation theology uh because if you are one with yeshua then you're never separated right right and so the truth is we're not separated but we act like we're separated all the time so we're ascribing to it whether we mean to or not right sure that's what i think happens to me how does it happen to you? Well, so I work a full-time job just at an office, like an administrative office. And I'll get into my duties and my tasks and whatever the situations are there. And I'll find myself just like not even being one with him. You know what I mean? Like if I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I really need to press in about this, then I have to refocus on him, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is, it's like I've just been coasting horizontally through the world for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Totally happens. 
Yeah. For me, I think, okay, so this happened. I was just saying this to Kim a little bit earlier. This happened to me this week, big time. Okay, so we had the Refresh Conference, totally wonderful in the spirit the whole time, like absolutely functioning in my true identity and um, and seeing the Lord move and always being connected. And then a um, couple days later, uh, I wake up and I have a really hard time with my husband because I can't even remember. Oh, it was sleeting or something. I don't know. Ice. And all of a sudden, I'm like, rabbit And I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm stepping out of the spirit and I'm not feeling it. And I am really struggling to focus in the spirit. Sure. Mm. And so it felt like I had to try to re-step in. Um, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> which isn't actually true, but that's how by focusing, we can refocus mm. on the truth, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but we need to get out of this idea of stepping in, stepping out. Like, it's not like you got kicked out no. and then now you have to get back in. Right. No. You're However, just there. Right. There are those who feel like they've been kicked out, mm-hmm. who ascribe to this theology, whether they would call it that or not. I was just that's talking true. to a coworker yesterday maybe the day before about this um i was talking to her about this museum that we went to this weekend at the end of the refresh conference which has a lot of holy land relics and very cool and some real sacred things there Mm -hmm. and she was like oh i'm I'm not good enough to see that. I could never, I couldn't lay my eyes on it. I'm not holy enough. I'm just wow. not close enough. I'm just, I need, I would have to get my stuff right. And I'm like, you. to lay their eyes on what? On these holy relics or whatever. At Neodefrata. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so I was, That's interesting. I was like, you know, you're not separated from him, right? Like he as right with you, draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. Like you are right with him all you have to do is focus there just like no no i'm just i'm not i'm not i'm not good enough right now and i'm like oh man so we had this whole ministry time of it and i'm just trying to dump truth on her like you have to realize that it's it is finished no you're not a sinner you are reconciled to him. There's nothing you have to do except just be with him. It is yeah. all about, like there's just this whole thing, but this is, I was just, I just thought of this cause you said you want to talk about this, but this just happened this week with this. And it is a very common thing. How many times have you heard people say, Oh, I've just been away from God. I don't even know if I can go back. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want me back. I don't, you know, it's the take a bath before you take a shower gospel. You need to come to the Lord, but you need to clean yourself up. Like, what? What are you what are you even saying? Where did you read that? But you know, so many people I when you were saying that, I just was like, wow, you know what? I have ministered to a lot of pastors who get like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like they think they're so full of shame that they just don't even it's like they don't want to come before the Lord for some reason. Mm-hmm. And to me, it like doesn't make sense at all because to <laughs> when I stink the most is when I need him the most. And so <laughs> that's, I never get it, but sometimes people feel like 
they need an advocate, which is so funny because we have an advocate. Yeah. You know, right? We have Yeshua, but people think, well, maybe if you'll just pray, then I think it'll be okay. It's, it's reverting well. back from relating with Yeshua and what he's done to relating with Adam and Eve and trying to hide in the shame. Mm. That's you know what I mean? Good. Because you've eaten from this other tree. Mm. You know you weren't supposed to, but you did it anyway. So when the Lord comes looking for you, you hide. Yeah, it's the difference between stepping in, knowing how you're stepping in. Like there's only one way you step in, and it's in Christ. And so if you are wearing him as you are stepping in or presenting yourself there, I mean, there's all the theology about you're washed as white as snow and you're in Christ. And so you are as he is. But I used to grovel, grovel, like just, uh, just cry and weep. And, you know, I think about the scripture in James where it says, um, wash your hands, you sinners. And, and that kind of thing. It's like weep and wail. And I'm like, I'm so terrible. Wah. You know? And then I just think about like, I don't know if Ilya ever came to me and just started saying how terrible of a person she was. It'd be like, oh my goodness, stop. She has done yeah. this. Yeah. You know, she comes to me a couple of weeks ago. She got in trouble at the dinner table for doing oh. something inappropriate. <laughs> and she did it once. Everybody thought it was funny except me. She, I told her, we don't do that here. It's just manners, okay? I'm going to sound really religious if I talk about it. <laughs> but it's <laughs> really funny. manners. It's just learning kind of nice manners that are... She she was quoting Reformed theology. We we're like, we don't do that at this no, time. No, anyway. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so she did it again and then looked at me and left and she got in trouble again. And... It really, really broke her heart. Yeah. It wasn't, she didn't get hit. She didn't have something taken away. She just knew I was upset with her. And even in the weeks past, like since then, she has, and she said this that night and she's come to me again when, apparently when she's thinking about it, but she comes to me and she goes, mom, you know, I don't like to do bad, right? You know that I don't. I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to be in trouble. And I'm like, yes, of course I know this, mm -hmm. but I feel like we do the same with the father. You know what I mean? We don't want to disappoint him. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in trouble. But what is the, what's the resolution to that? Mm -hmm. Shall you just hide and not address it and not get it resolved? Mm -hmm. Or shall you just approach the throne of grace? And allow the blood to cover you and allow the forgiveness to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember distinctly, and I've told this story a million times if you've listened to anything that I've ever said online. But I was one evening, I was on the driving here in Wichita. And I remember I just was like, I was just, I was crying to the Lord and just so filled with guilt and shame and felt worthless. And I'm going to the Lord. And the first thing I do is I just start apologizing, right? Scriptures in inner scriptures says enter his courts with Thanksgiving with praise. But I'm just like, Oh Lord, oh, I'm so terrible. And I know I haven't done this and I know I haven't done that. And I'm sorry. And it's been a long time since I've done this and when, when, when I'm, you know, 
I'm apologizing, but he just stopped me in my tracks and he said, it's about time you stop focusing on all the things you haven't done and focus on what he has done, what Christ has done for you, essentially. And I was like, oh. It's like, so I come to you based on what he's done, not because of what I haven't done. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> and so he kind of corrected me. And so mm-hmm. even if I'm feeling the same kind of shame or guilt as I was in that moment, I just, as I approach, I say, thank you that I'm in Christ. Thank you that I'm a son. Thank you that I'm loved. And it, and I just begin to focus on that. And then I'm there with the father. I'm like, okay, there's none of this groveling at the feet of the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. It's a different mindset. It is. I think that, um, one of the greatest, I guess, ploys of the enemy <laughs> ploy ploy is, uh, is trying to tell us that we are separated, which in essence is an attack on our identity as well. Mm-hmm. Because when we think we are separated, then we accept the shame and guilt and all of these mm. things that are actually untrue. And um, all of the, you're no good, you can't come to the Father, you know, you're mm-hmm. apart from Him. And we buy into that so easily sometimes Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like this is like my scripture of the year or something because i bring it up all the time but (laughs) to the pure all things are pure and so if we really are purified by yeshua Mm -hmm. if we really are purified by him then everything outside of that is pure to us. We see things as pure. We look at everything as pure. There is no stepping in and out. Right. It's always we're in him. Always we're purified. All the time, no matter what we do, we are still who we are. And I think that we have a problem sometimes with um, taking on false identity. Absolutely. And buying into the lies all the time that we Mm -hmm. are separated and that we're no good and that we're worth nothing and all of the things. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked a lot about this this year. So I talk a lot about oneness, but also with all that's happened in the world with the crazy virus and everything going on. There have been these different spirits at play, but one of them that has been really running rampant, and I think is one of them that really ties into this, is the spirit of division. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it tells you that, no, you can't go to God. No, he won't want to hear from you. Yes, you, you're you too far gone, all those things, but also divides the body. Mm-hmm. So mm, That's it, good. It is. It's it's not only dividing us from the Lord, but it's dividing the body as well. And so it is making us completely isolated from all the things that could give us life. Mm-hmm. You know? It's interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, we have a tendency to talk about oneness all the dang time. And <laughs> sorry, not this, sorry. <laughs> but you saying that, it really, it's... I'm just, I feel like I'm starting to get it, God. Thank you. <laughs> but it's that spirit of division is separating. I usually think of the spirit of division only being between believers mm-hmm. 
but it's dividing us. It is. Inside of us, our Absolutely. spiritual body. You know, it's dividing us from the Lord. It's dividing us from one another. And the thing is, the separation theology is is infiltrating everything through that spirit of division. Absolutely. And so we see ourselves as, as separate from these Methodists, for instance. Right. Okay. We're not separate. We're not. We're one. Right. We're still one body. We are still all really important in in the kingdom. Right. We're one all together. We we shouldn't be like, oh no, that's yours. This is mine. We're one, so it's ours. That's we share everything. Right. You know, everything that is the Lord's, that full inheritance, it's not just for the one brother. You know, it's for both brothers. Mm-hmm. There is really no division in the family. Right. And we are all family, of course. I think when Yeshua said, I just pray that they will be one with each other like I'm one with you. It's, he's saying that's the most important thing. Mm. It's the most important thing is getting out of that separation. Oh, gosh, these things. These things that have just been at work and that. You, you think about just that example you were talking about with the different denominations or right. sects or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is the spirit of division, but it is the spirit of religion just egging it on. Mm-hmm. You know? They work together very Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, they're not like us. They're obviously not as holy as we are. We better do our own thing because we know that's right and they're wrong. That's what it says. I know, this whole right and wrong business. It's funny how the Jews aren't like this. Okay, if we were really like our Jewish older brothers, that's how I look at them. I don't know if that's <laughs> realistic or not, but that's how I look at them as our older brothers. If we were like them, um, I mean, have you noticed there's barely any division in the Jews? I mean, compared to Christians, for sure. goodness sake, sure. crazy, right? But the Jews, it's because they don't go, oh, you believe differently than me, so we need to separate. They say, Oh, you believe differently than me. Well, that's interesting take on things. That's how they think. And they think yeah. you're working your faith out with the Lord, which I had never understand this whole mm-hmm. working your faith out bit. For years I didn't. And now I understand it's everything's like kind of a little debate, if you will, <laughs> within yourself and with, with yeah. the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and it's a debate, not an argument. It's like it's the wrestling. Yeah, it's the wrestling. And that's so important in our faith. And they recognize the importance of mm. rec- of wrestling with the Lord, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where yeah. we just think like, oh, that's awful. No, we're, we have to be right about things. And yep. I mean, even you and me, we'll disagree on, I mean, probably a lot of things, actually. <laughs> Same. I mean, we, Same. Kim and I. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're sisters and we have been all my life. It's true. Not all my life. <laughs> and we've had it out at a lot. We disagree all the time, every day. But we're still one with each other. I feel like mm-hmm. we're probably more one than most people. Yep. You know, when I say that, that's how it feels. But truly, we are all one. And right. we're all connected and we can be connected as, as long as we focus there and choose that, I think. Think about how quick some are to label people they disagree with as false teachers and wolves in sheep's clothing. Dude, guilty. I'm just going to say guilty. 
I've done that. I've done it too, but do you know what I think the root of it is? What's Arrogance? That? Self. Oh, okay. I think it's well, self because it, you still want to be right. <clears throat> what is the point of being right if you have no regard for self? Mm-hmm. There will be no need for it whatsoever. It's still this, I need to shine in some way. It's still, look at me, I'm X, Y, Z. Well, there's still, I mean, there's scripture and it, it was valid in the time that there were some among them that were teaching false things. And so um, Paul saying, hey, you know, teach sound doctrine. We, you know, we need to silence some of this stuff. But most of it, I think, had to do with the gospel and not with like any of the theologies that we've, yeah, any of the stuff that we've come with, come up with over the past 2000 years. Sure. So he was addressing a different kind of false teaching, but now it's like, I don't know. I'm just saying people are quick to do it. There are times where, yeah, somebody is a false teacher, but at the first sign of disagreement, you're a false teacher. Well, I think that it goes back to what we're talking about with these divisions that have happened within the body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is, is it's saying, well, you don't think the same as me. We've got to, we're going to separate this out. I'll be right. You'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Who says, okay, you be right and I'll be wrong. Have you heard that from the different denominations? No. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a rough place we're in, but it's redeemable. This is the whole thing about this. You don't have to ascribe to separation theology. Not anxiety. Not anxiety. Well, you don't have to ascribe to anxiety either. So, so what would you call the antithesis of, or the opposite of separation uh, theology? Sorry. (laughs) Oneness. 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 Okay. Absolutely. So then what's the what's the truth about oneness then? That is the You should have come to my breakout session at the refresh conference. I should have. <laughs> it was all about one. All those It was I those it. were not recorded. I know. Too they bad. were not so recorded. Sad. Okay, so oneness. I have to say something about this because I feel like it's really important. There is a difference between oneness and unity mm-hmm. in my mind anyway. Um, I feel like unity is holding hands with someone doing things together. Shoulder to shoulder. Right. I think oneness is coming inside of another and functioning truly as one person. Mm. And that is different because it's not just saying I really love you and I accept you. It's saying I'll take on everything of you. You take everything on of me. I open myself completely to you. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lifestyle of vulnerability and transparency, which most people are not comfortable with. Mm -mm. It's true. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of fear there. Mm -hmm. Fear of rejection. Mm What if, what if you saw the very depths of my soul and all the things that have been hidden? You know, that's what people go, oh, crap, I can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the spirit of division has a little win. Mm. And then it gets another little win every time that someone says, oh, I have to hide that. And when we can open ourselves up completely and say, I, I mean, 
take anything of me. Take it all. Right. Whatever, good or bad, it's yours. If you can do that, then one, oh man, the healing. I'm telling you, like this is the way that healing happens. This is the only way I feel like is through oneness. Hmm. When we have division, we don't have true healing. When we have division ourselves or with one another or with the Lord, there's no healing that comes. And so when we have oneness, on the other hand, it's like uh, complete freedom comes. Freedom is what births that, I feel like, because when you get free of something, then you're completely yielded to the Lord. Sometimes it takes one another to bring us into that unity with him. Mm -hmm. Unity, I said it again, oneness. You know. You look thoughtful. I am thoughtful. Thanks for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see Kim on the podcast. It's but. because I'm sitting here thinking about, and I know I talk about this all the time too, um, about really that relenting of self. Because when we can take the focus off of ourself, whether it's um, within our own being or with us in the Lord or with us in the body, that's when he's allowed to truly flow through us, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I can take it back to even just the essence of who he is and this deep love of who God is, you know, and it is a selfless love. And we are called into that same kind of love, which means not having to do with ourselves, mm. you know? So when I can really submit self, I can submit myself right. to joining with you and yourself or lack thereof, you know, mm -hmm. then we can really be partnered together and be one so that we can be one with him and allow him to flow through us as well. And I think, right. I think that's really a huge key to all of this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that we have a lot to learn about oneness. Absolutely. I mean, the body itself has been separated for so long from one another that I mm. don't really think that it's easy for people to understand. Are you talking about the body of Christ or the body, soul, spirit? Well, kind of all of it, actually. I was referring to the body of Christ, but I think the person, in a person, it's the same way. Yeah. Even in between us and the Father, it's the same. Sure. On a... On a foundational level, I mean, so many, well, if you think about, there's orthodox, orthodoxy, Catholicism, and then Protestantism, and then everything flows from that, right? Is that right? I guess so. Yes. Those are the three. Three kind of major. Well, even, um, I mean, most Protestants wouldn't even consider Catholics Christians. And so how difficult is it to, to then begin to look beyond yourself and then say, well, I'm supposed to be one with my brother or even recognize them as the body of Christ. Right. I mean, that, that in and of itself on a foundational level is a major concern because I mean, even within Protestants, 
some denominations will look at the other denomination and say they're not even saved. Mm-hmm. They're all false teachers. Those people in, at Bethel, none of those people know the Lord. Right. Oh, that hurts my heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough stuff. Right. It happens all the time. Much less even to find oneness after that. Right. Like they're not, there's many who won't even take the first step and recognize somebody as a brother or sister in Christ that just believes and practices differently mm-hmm. because we've all got this right and wrong eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we've got the proper theology. We've got the right doctrine. And if yours doesn't line up with mine, I can't even accept you as a part of, you know, you don't know the Jesus I know. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I tell you something I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Tell you something. I had this vision probably five or six years ago that the Lord just kept pressing on me and kept pressing on me and kept pressing on me. And this was when he was really instilling what I would call one of the songs he's given me to sing. Um, And it was for unity, which now I would absolutely call oneness because that's truly where he's leading in this. But he kept giving me this vision of all of these walls between all the different denominations coming down. Mm -hmm. And he put such a hope for that in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it was, he showed me clearly, it was between Catholics and Protestants. It was between Methodists and Lutherans. It was between all of them and truly being able to become one as we're meant to be. So I don't, we're talking about a lot of this as division and no solutions, but absolutely I just need to put out there, I have hope for this. I know it's his heart. I know that it's possible, even if it seems impossible in the world, it doesn't matter because we're not really of this world anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I have a question for our Joshua and Linda. What would we call them? Kingdom builders? Kingdom builders? Oh, he turned off his camera. (laughs) So you guys, um, I would love for you to chime in if you feel comfortable uh, about this whole idea of separation and um, and maybe how it has affected your own life, if possible, if you're open to doing that. I can speak to that. Um there were times in my life where I was very much isolated, um, whether it was from my circumstances or my responses to them. Hmm. Um, and as I put in the chat there, um, the enemy really does like to separate us out even if it's just in our mind, Mm. which is powerful enough. um, He likes to separate us out like a lamb, getting a lamb or a calf away from the flock so that he can take it out. And so each one of us is important. Our frequency from our voice, you know, as uh, children of the living God, is so important and who we are our identity who god created us to be which is in his own image all of that is so important that the enemy is just very very determined to 
single us out, separate us, and attack us wherever we are the weakest. And to keep at it until he does take us out or perhaps um, we learn from these experiences or perhaps God intervenes, but the enemy is absolutely out there prowling around like a lion. Um, however, we all know here in this chat that we, we are, uh, we are who God created us to be. And so once we recognize who that is, uh, once we become with one with Yeshua, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we come into the oneness and we come into being able to see from the Father's perspective through his eyes, through his heart, and so that we can we can become one and we can focus on others the way he does and love them with his love through us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Cool. Thanks, Linda. You're welcome. Joshua, do you have anything to add? No. <laughs> I can't even see their chat box that Linda was referring to. Can you read it? You. Do you want me to read what's in the chat? If it's appropriate for the podcast, of course. So, <laughs> Linda says, when we do this, we're saying that Yeshua's sacrifice is not enough. And then she says, the enemy tries to divide us from the pack and from our help. We can believe we are alone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think in her first comment, I had the same thought when we were talking earlier about mm. hiding and dividing and separating and really saying, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not holy enough, when we were talking about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. essentially what we're saying is, yes, I believe this, but I don't think it's enough for me, you know? <clears throat> and that's a hard thing, and I don't think anyone would ever intend to say that. I don't think they would say that to the Lord's face or anything, but sometimes when we deny that we really kind of are denying what is at the core of our beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough. And we know it's tough. Adam and Eve did this. They they weren't even in bad with God and they hid from him and said, No, no, don't don't, you know? And we do the same thing. And so at some point it is a good idea to really look out and say, Wait, am I saying you didn't actually do this? This wasn't enough. So, let's be practical. How do we switch from this separation theology of always being separated from one another, always being separated from Yahweh, always being separated in ourselves? How do we transition from that to functioning in oneness? It's a good question. I think one of the things, at least for me in my journey so far, has been 
really just being willing to surrender all day, every day. So can I relent those things that are for self, you know, can I relent this perspective that is in this world and focus on that, you know, focus on the vertical, not the horizontal. I say this all the time. Um, so it's surrendering. What are the laws here of the earth and really buying into that? That's for me. That's one of the basic principles for me is to just, I don't know. That's a practice that helps me focus there more than here, I think. Hmm. I think for me, if I can try to refocus on love, I think love is like it. Because if I'm, like for instance, when I said I stepped out because of arguing with my husband about slate or whatever it was, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it was because I stepped out of love. Sure. And I was just annoyed with a fight. I don't like fighting. And so I was annoyed with that and stepped outside of love and went into disrespect and all of the things. And so, I mean, I could be terrible and hard on myself and continue in that or I could just refocus on love and when I refocus on love then I'm back to being one with him I'm being back to being one with the Lord it's like all of a sudden I'm focused on the one who is love Mm -hmm. and manifesting that yeah so I guess for me all aspects of even loving my body loving my soul all of that Loving my spirit and being able to recognize all of those are me. You know, it's not one is me and the other sucks. No, it's that they're all me, Mm. you know, and it's all I need to love them all. Mm -hmm. When I step into love, then it's easy to become one. Yeah, that's good. I think going back to the first thing that we talked about with this separation theology of people, um, it, they just have an improper view of who they are and who Christ is and the truth about what he did to bring us into right standing with the father. That's really to me is foundational. Like we are in right standing with the father, but a lot of times we act as if we aren't. And so that's what causes the groveling. That's what causes the shame. That's what causes the guilt that cause. That's what causes the separation. We, I'm, I'm so unworthy. I'm not good enough. And all of that stuff, all of these things that we begin to speak over ourselves, like you talked about, right? We begin to say these things. I am, I am, I am. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with a pastor friend of mine, pastor Dion, and he was just talking about, we were talking about the gospel, the good news, people accepting Christ and he was saying, you know, I wonder, I wonder why some people just don't get it or something like that is, is what he said. And I said, you know what? I think that the, the supernatural miraculous message of 
of the gospel, what people call the gospel, you know, Jesus lived a perfect life and then he died and on third day he raised again and he ascended to heaven. So it's like the resurrection, all these things. But when you're talking about the love aspect of the gospel that we respond to for God so loved the world he gave and then that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and that we it consider such what great love the father has for us. I, I think oftentimes that it's harder to grasp this unconditional love than it is some of the supernatural aspects of the gospel because people loathe themselves a lot of times. And we think we're so terrible and so gross. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I say this a lot and when I struggle it's because I'm saying, oh, I'm just realizing the depths of my sin. But it's, I think a lot of that is true most of the time, but I might be, I might be misunderstanding that and just getting pummeled by the enemy when he's beating me down and telling me how terrible I am. It's true. You know what I mean? This is Mm -hmm. when, I mean, I feel like it comes down to this question. When you are sinning, are you a sinner? Mm-hmm. Because if we actually believe the gospel that before the foundations of the earth <laughs> that he was slain for us, yeah, then we are not a sinner. We're not a sinner, yeah. And so even our sinning does not make us a sinner anymore. Right. Because that sin was already wiped away. Therefore, mm-hmm. even in that moment, it's because we're thinking of everything in this linear timeline that we're on right now. And so we think, I'm sinning, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, yeah. But that's not accurate mm-hmm. because we're actually already seated with him. Mm-hmm. So he said, done, here you go. And so if we're seated with him already, then all of this is kind of like past tense, even though it's we see it as happening now. Yeah. And so that's where everything is purified mm-hmm. is because it's back to the truth is we're pure. Mm. The truth is even as we're sinning, we're pure already, mm. right? Wow. Which is a different way of looking at it. Yeah. And, and so I, th- I think that again, I told the story about the Lord saying, you need to focus on what he did, not what you've done. Right. And really that believing that, and honestly, having somebody really explain to you and speak to who you are in him, because as he is, you are, right. you are in him. And so you are what he is and you have the inheritance of all that, that he has. And so again, it, it's like, where are you sourcing, right? Which voice are you listening to? Right. Are you listening to the voice of the enemy or Satan or self or whatever? Are you listening to the voice of Yahweh? Well, and not only what are you listening to, what are you partnering with? Mm. Are you buying into it? Mm. The the thing that says, oh, you're a screw-up, do you say, yeah, I am? Are you reinforcing that? Mm. Right. Yeah, there's power in the agreement. There is. And this is why it's so important that you know who you are. This is why it's important to know him because he lets you know who you are. You know whose you are a big deal hmm. mm. identity i know always goes back there's to so this. much 
I know. Listen, we covered my two favorite topics in this podcast today. And identity. Yes. (laughs) Separation and division, my favorite. They've said more things. So Linda (laughs) says, yes, focus on love. And then she also says, I think we are taught to loathe ourselves. We sing a wretch like me. I love that you said it is not what I did, but what Yeshua did. It's so true. We it, still are calling, calling ourselves crap all the time. Gosh, I know. It's terrible. I was saying something to someone the other day, just this statement like, I think a poor presentation of the gospel focuses more on how much of a sinner you are than how much of a lover he is. Mm. And mm. we get that all the time. And it's just this idea of, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And you're like, that's amazing. I want to say yes to that. Well, hold on just a second, because I need to let you know about how terrible you are and that you were born into sin and that Adam sinned and it ruined all of the world. And so now we're under this curse and Satan hates you. And there's a place called hell that you'll go if you don't believe. And then you will die for eternity and you will burn and there will be anguish and torment. It's like, whoa, hey, I just said yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, oh, we have to give the other side because it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then I'm like, wait, what? I'm terrible? You know? Oh, I guess I am terrible. Crap. Well, everyone says, I mean, this is what all the great evangelists say. I say great, somewhat sarcastically. <laughs> um, they say you have to show someone how terrible they are so that they know they need someone to save them. Mm-hmm. And... I get the motivation is like, hey, they need the Lord, right? We all need the Lord. I mean, need the Lord. We all. I, th- I feel uh-huh. like everybody at the base level knows for sure that they kind of suck. There right. are people who say, "Well, I'm a good person. I think I'll make it to heaven." I mean, I've there are people family like that. Like that you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, people think that sort of thing. But when they when it comes down to it, they're going to call you when things suck. Because they know that they can't handle it. And that's when when you know that you need someone to save you. Yeah. Is when they go, look, I know you're a praying person and stuff. and this is, I don't even know what to do. And can you please just pray? Yeah. And that's when we have the opportunity to go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Lord mm-hmm. loves you so much. Let's just right. do this. And you know? My point is that most people who, who recognize sin know they sin right like i don't need you to beat me down more because believe me i've done enough of that to myself right and for some reason there are some who've taken on this idea that let me just beat you down and then tell you about this great love and it's just like look i don't even need that i I, believe me you i know i know the depths of my brokenness right right you know what i mean well and i think that is Going just right back to the topic, it is reinforcing the separation, Uh you know, beating you down. You are so far from him. You need him, you know, and I don't think it's intentional. I don't think people go out as evangelists thinking, I'm going to make these people feel as far as possible from the Lord as I can. Just there really are people who have that aim. No, I'm not kidding. There are people that that's like in the whole training. I've been through it. There's training that a lot of people we know do that has to do with that. And it is all about pointing out the 10 commandments and trying to point out you have broken every one. 
so that you know how horrible you really are, so that you know you need a savior. Hmm. It's a thing. It's a thing, and I can't even watch it. But you know, at the core, they have good motivation. I have to go back to it every time, even though it, it yeah. makes me sick. <clears throat> I know that their motivation is really love. It is that they love them so much they want to help them. Mm-hmm. It's just they're not showing the love in a way that perhaps we would. And so we have to go back to the oneness. Are we one with them or not? Right. These crazy evangelists that we love, we love them. And we are one with them. They have a different part of the body. And, you know, we're not all at the same place. And I'm sure that they get a lot of stuff right that I suck at. And we'll just have to go, all right, let's lean on each other then instead of let's separate from one another. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's the temptation. <laughs> right it is it totally is i mean there are times when i feel like i need to separate from people because they are different than me and it's still not right it's still that buying into the separation Mm. theology again and saying okay spirit of division i'm with you you know it's tough stuff we shouldn't be like this we shouldn't we should not that spirit has been running rampant like it owns this place or something. So if we get too salty, then we need to know that we got to focus back on love. Mm-hmm. It's okay to get a little salty now at times. Now we have to rename our podcast The Oneness Dogs. <laughs> hey, that's a great Look, name. Joshua's wearing your salty dog shirt. <laughs> we'll just cross it out and say Oneness. Oneness Dogs. The Oneness Dogs. You guys who are listening on Kingdom uh, Builders are like, what the heck are they talking about? Jason is a part of another podcast that he, I know he thinks it's better than ours, but you know what? Um, <laughs> He's say, not denying They're it. called Salty Dogs, so you better check that one hey, out our too. podcasts are one. Why are you guys separating them right now? <laughs> well, since you're on both, okay. <laughs> That's right. We are the Salty Dogs. <laughs> we all get a little salty. We do get salty. I thought I got salty last night. During Beyond Limits. I thought it was grand. Well, was good. good. I, f- I think I felt salty. Well, that's your heart. Good news is you're not salty. Oh. You just were acting salty. That's oh. right. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The Lord died for my saltiness. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, guys. I'm just misinterpreting that I am the salt of the earth. Oh. Mm. Not like Lot's wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all these scriptures they just confuse us all <laughs> that was a prophetic act on her behalf <laughs> not a great one i know not it was a great just kidding. prophetic act oh goodness the false prophetic act Is that's that right thing? i don't know we digress oh. yeah too much all right all right kingdom builders who are on our podcast any questions or anything like that i don't think they do i think that's a no I think that was a no loud and clear. I think that means it's a wrap. What do you think? I think so. First, I want to say thank you for joining us. Heck yes. It was good. Good to talk to you. Good to hang out with our fellow kingdom builders. Shout out. Yeah. See, now we can have two shout outs in one episode. It's great. Oh, Joshua says y'all are. Because the kingdom is growing. Yeah. Joshua says, y'all are wonderful, but he spelled wonderful O-N-E. 
Just like the You're wonderful. Just like the Oneaters. You are the Oneaters. Do you remember? We are wonderful. <laughs> it's good stuff. That's, so funny. Uh, that's fun. Yes. Well, Stop being for, separate. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, join the Kingdom Builders Patreon. Be watching and be one. Let's do it. Patreon.com slash Kingdom Builders. Do it. Oh, we love y'all. Alrighty. Have a great week, month, year, whatever you have. Millennia. Later.